Welcome to the Um Yeah Sports Podcast with John and Chris, where it's unapologetically just about the sports. We're glad you joined us. Let's jump right in. Hey there, how's it going? It's going well, how are you? I'm doing well. It's Monday, February 21st, and this is the 138th yes, episode right. of the Um Yeah Sports Podcast. Yes. All right, well, we have got mostly... NFL things to talk about. It seems like even though the season's over and the big game is over, there's still always something to talk about in the 24-hour, 365-day news cycle of the NFL. Yes, Wouldn't indeed. you say? Yes. Indeed. Mm-hmm. So uh, some of the news that has come out recently, the, the, the big storyline we've been following is uh, around Tom Brady and Tampa Bay and whether or not there was some sort of misalignment between the GOAT and his coaching staff. More stuff came out, what, yesterday? Today. Today on mm-hmm. this? Today. Looks like we got more smoke. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Where there's smoke, there's fire. It looks like it wasn't just Bruce Arians that he was frustrated with. or might have not even been related to Bruce Arians and more of just the overall organization, hmm. which would explain why he didn't reach out to the organization to tell them that he's retiring um, and went to... Uh, it was just leaked instead of him going through the proper channels that you would expect. Um, but I think the more interesting thing here is if there was um, things going on behind the scenes, and it looks like it is, it looks like that report is uh, is gaining traction and being more reliable with more people got, talking about it and whatnot. We'll see how it goes. But if it was true that there was um, some inner turmoil within the organization uh, and that's why he retired, uh, I think that leaves the door open to him coming back a little more ajar than if it was for him with family. And I think the family side of it was part of it, but if indeed there was some, some stuff going on there and he was having some, his share of struggles there and he didn't really like the organization, the coaching staff had some struggle after only the second season. And then he just decides to pull, uh, pull out because he just wants to ha- hang out with family more, which I believe is part of the reason I tired. Or he just wants to go to a different team. But yeah, that's what I was going to say. I think it's, or I think with majority of it is he just wants to find a way to have a valid excuse to step out of the team uh, and then go and then try to go somewhere else where he, where he feels like, I guess he's more wanted or, or where he feels like he can have more of a voice in, in the organization. I think that with this report, I think it, it points to the fact that these reports, while not totally official, the fact that he, this is what he's saying, but the reports of him might go to the 49ers or uh, some of these yeah, other teams. Thinks. Uh, I think it's more likely now because of these reports that it wasn't just because of family that he said, okay, I'm going to hang it up. I think it was more like, I'm going to use that as a way to be like, okay, I'm going to retire, look at things, see where we're at. Well, the reality then, is, though, he's still got to get out of Tampa because they still own him for the They own time. him, but why would, I don't know if they would keep him. Like, would they purposely hold the rights like that because i mean since they have them still they could trade them to a different team and get a good yeah, package so they'll deal some, they'll get some value. i mean they could get yeah, like I mean, jimmy they garoppolo might as well get some value out of it yeah trade him for jimmy g and then you have a guy there that can lead you and do what he has to do you can get all the control back because jimmy garoppolo is not going to expect what tom brady can expect and both yeah. teams both parties win uh and but they are in the same uh conference so there is they have to play each other and most likely Tom Brady will win that that game, but I I think it's one of those things that I think that would probably be the interest of both. Um, I think over the next couple of months, as this story progresses, we will probably end up hearing more from Tom Brady or people in Tom Brady's camp talking about stuff. I think um, as we get closer to 
um, OTAs and uh, training camp and whatnot. We'll hear more about Tom Brady working towards that. Has he said anything, that. Has he he said anything about last season and uh, what he thinks happened? Why they didn't go further? As far as um, like why they lost, mm-hmm. yeah, like why did they not go further? I'm just trying to figure out really what his problem is with that. Tampa and, and why he's. I think it's more behind the scenes. I don't think it really has anything to do with what was on the field. Uh, I don't think it's a problem with the players. Is probably it some decision making, upper management that he's probably. But what does that mean? With. Like usually that manifests in decision making, uh, player personnel decisions. Uh, probably he didn't. Know. He wanted more control within the organization than he was getting. Yeah. He wanted more control of the play calls, the roster management, maybe the way things went with Antonio Brown. I get it on the field, it looked bad, but maybe he wanted to hold off on mm-hmm. that and yeah. he wasn't getting that much what he was getting, getting his voice across. There's a whole range of options that could be going on behind the scenes, but the lack of talking from the, the, the Bucks camp at all from these articles, the only guy that's ever spoken out was Bruce Arians. And the whole thing is basically turning from Bruce Arians and saying this is a much bigger deal than just Bruce Arians, and he's the only one that's come out and said anything. And, I mean, Tom Brady's gone on the Let's Go podcast multiple times, but he's yeah. not going to be doing that anymore until September, uh, from what I heard. So we won't be able to hear what he's really thinking unless he starts to, gets to social media and starts tweeting and whatnot. But, uh, and, and it makes more sense as well why Gronk would be like, I think he'll be back mm-hmm. within the next couple of years. Gronk's close to him. They're best friends. Um, so maybe if he tried to go to a different team, maybe we see Gronk go with him because he's a free agent. He could go where he wants. So maybe he, the 49ers get a more stacked or well, another stacked tight end along with um, Kittle. So that's another option. But right now, it's our, like we said on Friday's early stages of this, we were hoping that another article comes out so you could tell the the um, the valid validity of this or uh, the, how valid this article was or this report was. And as of right now, it seems pretty valid. But and yeah, I think it makes more sense because right now, like it didn't really make a whole lot of sense that he would step out and say, okay, no more. I guess that family stuff's a big factor for him. But if this is true, then it makes more sense. Even if he stays retired, it made more sense why he retired because yeah. he felt disrespected. And that's kind of what happened at the end with new England as well. Uh, and, and it also makes sense. Like I said, at the beginning, why he didn't go to the, uh, the bucks management to begin with and say, all right, I want to retire. He just kind of, yeah, well, it. Tampa, if they if he's not going to be their quarterback, they got to move on and, and, and figure out their plans. Right, but like ASAP. That's, that's a great plan. I mean, if he wants to come back, you should sure, I mean, contact. that sounds like a pretty good, pretty good trade situation. And the 49ers want to trade Garoppolo into a winning situation because of everything Garoppolo's done. I mean, it's done a good. Them. I mean, it's a it's an interesting idea, right? Then you've got uh, you've got Brady there to mentor the Trey Lance, the yeah. young guy behind him, which uh, is a good form to take over. Uh, and it would be a short-term thing there. And and also and for Tampa, it's good getting Jimmy G. I mean, he's right, a yeah. solid, solid quarterback. Jimmy Jimmy Garoppolo's played behind Tom Brady for a little while. He knows what he's doing. He's been to the playoffs. He's been to the big game before uh, a couple years ago. And then plus, both rosters are Super Bowl caliber, ro- caliber rosters. So you put Tom Brady in the 49ers uniform, he's probably going to end up winning a Super Bowl for you. Obviously, the NFC is no easy division, but I think they kind of puts him over the top. I don't I don't know. I think and then also you put Garoppolo in there, give him a few years in that in that roster, keep some of these guys around because right now Tampa has to be thinking, we got to get a quarterback right now because 
if we don't get a good yeah. quarterback, we're gonna lose all these guys to free agency. Yeah, no, Godwin, they, they gotta get Rob. It's like everyone's just gonna max Exodus, and then you're no longer gonna be yeah. in the situation you are right now. So no, they gotta get that. This report should be out. calling Tom Brady and saying what's going on, and talking yep. to his camp a little bit. Yep, I'm, I'm sure they are. I'm <laughs> I imagine sure that if they are allowed to by the league, it is happening. Um, so something interesting that came out yesterday, I don't know if you remember back in the Super Bowl, I know it's been a little while now, uh, The Rock did a big intro yes. thing. I think that was the second year that he, yeah, he did, did that, that for right? Tampa, or he did that for the Tampa Chiefs game. Okay. A little differently, but. Yeah, and uh, it looks like their relationship, uh, the, the Rock and the NFL, may go beyond just uh, him doing... Uh, these uh, rousing pregame <laughs> pregame uh, speeches in that uh, his XFL league. So he bought the XFL. Is that right? Yeah, he bought that like two years ago at okay. this point. Yeah, and it looks like he's trying to develop some relationship with the NFL, which is obviously a, a smart thing to be doing uh, to uh, to create tie-ins there. And it looks like they've got uh, something going on. They're going to pilot different rules and and whatnot for the NFL and. And be a little bit of a testing ground. Is that right? Yeah. So they're going to try some officiating rules because they uh, had, I think it was XFL that did like the extra official in the booth that was constantly running the plays so they could get faster replays. But the rule changes is something that's interesting because the XFL hasn't, didn't really change all that many rules other than you can do a three point conversion, a two point conversion, or, or a field goal. Or, no, no, or a one point conversion. They just scrapped the whole field goal thing. I believe they experimented with the kickoff a little bit and did something a little bit different there. So there's some different things that you're going to get, but I think what most is going to be different is the officiating. They want to be able to add that on top of it. And the XFL's plans since they were bought by The Rock in his in his group, I believe it was bought by multiple people, including yeah, I think him. he's part of an ownership group. Uh, was to join another football league that's already firmly established. <laughs> they tried Who could to, that be? <laughs> they tried to go to Canada. Or Canada oh, did they? And do their football okay. league. That didn't work out. So then they were going to try to do something, I believe it was this year, that they were supposed to start something up. And now they're joined with the NFL, which is a smart decision. Uh, and yeah, and try to see what they can deal. do, That's piggyback the you on want. that. That's and you're going to make a lot more money from that. You're going to get... It, what's not clear, it, what it seems like is that it's just going to be added on top of the NFL, not its own league. I guess that's what they're doing. They're just going to be playing around. Or is it going to be... They're going to add rules, plus they're going to do their own season. That's something I'm not really exactly sure if what they're doing there. But... Um, I think I think it makes sense. I, I want to see the NFL play around with some new rules, see what this like three point conversion can do for the NFL. Uh, see if it adds kind of more teams using that for 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 their own good. I think adding a three point conversion, two point conversion, one point conversion are interesting and no longer have a field goal. The problem is does that eliminate a whole uh, whole position group? No more kickers, no more placeholders. Is that going to be completely scrapped? Uh, because like I said, I think but like the kickoffs were changed because the safety reasons they were playing around with all that stuff over the last few xfl versions we'll see what sticks but yeah it's an interesting thing i didn't expect them to merge with the nfl like that um, but i think it will be pretty good for both sides both parties see what they can do and see if they can make the nfl safer and uh, more interesting to watch on a given week-to-week basis yeah all right so we watched the old nfl pro bowl and, uh, you know, little, little flag kind of handsy football thing that they do. And then so I haven't watched the NBA All-Star Game in quite some time. And we were watching that this weekend. And uh, it struck me at like kind of how the NFL seems to be like doing their version of like there's no defense. There's no <laughs> tackling and, you know. Yeah. And so um, 
I, you know, you, you and I were talking and we were, you were asking about uh, whether or not it makes sense to move the uh, NFL Pro Bowl to the middle of the season uh, in order to generate more interest, sort of like the NBA does. I think I, I don't think that's a real a realistic, feasible plan. Yeah. Because if they're worried about injuries at the end of the season, after the season's over, how much more worried are they going to be about injuries in the middle of the season? Right, yeah, exactly. Teams aren't going to be down with that. That's why I think the 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 Pro Bowl should just be scrapped. I know we talked about this after the Pro Bowl was finished, but after watching the NBA's version, you watch everything that they add, all the hype and stuff that they add around it for the skills challenge, but also the the All-Star game. I, I think the All-Star game is more palatable than, than the uh, Pro Bowl simply because uh, you got you get guys like Curry and, and Curry himself who can hit like twenty uh, three pointers in the game and just absolutely light up um, light up the court and make it interesting and get you involved. But for the most part, when I was watching the All Star Game, I, I wasn't like entertained as much as I'd like to be as far as the value of it because all these guys are really good. But other than a few key possessions, there really wasn't all that much defense. Uh, in that game, and it without if Curry wasn't there, I don't think it would have. Ha- I don't think I would probably tune in for the full game because there wasn't all that much of a redeeming value to it as far as the gameplay. Most of the players were they were all just trying to do flashy things and make plays and just kind of do things you wouldn't normally do. But for Curry, he's he's used to hitting those three pointers from mid court uh, and from behind the three and make plays like that consistently. So that also made it fun to watch. But those guys, that's in the kind of the middle of the season when there's about 21 games after uh, after that, starting on Thursday, left to play, and still no one's willing to make contact with another player when they're going to the rim or to the basket, um, so that there's no injuries. And so if they're not even willing to do it, and I get it's a little bit of a different situation, but. Why would why would everyone assume that if they moved the NFL to earlier, all the NFL players would suddenly be like, okay, yeah, we're going to play as hard as he would as the regular season? I just don't think there's a way to fix what's going on in the current format that these ga- all-star games are being played at. Now, you could try stuff where it's just a skills challenge, or you could try stuff where it's, like you said, flag football, or where it's just offense, you just scrap the defense and you just play. Well, I don't, people seem to like the NBA All-Star game. I, I never, think that I, I never that, hear complaining about that. I think it's better, but I think it still could be better. Because, yeah. I mean, it, it works, like I said, it works just because um, basketball is more of an offensive sport anyway. It's mm-hmm. more like you don't – I mean, defense is there – but these games go into the hundreds every game, so it's not that unusual. And these players can do more fun things with it because of the offensive nature of the sport. With the NFL, it's completely different. So that's why I think I, I like the All-Star game better than the Pro Bowl because of that reason. I think they can do more with it. I think they got more fun with it. Uh, I like how it's three quarters, so it's a little bit shorter, but you still get the taste of these players and what they're doing uh, and, and all that stuff. But I still want to see some defense and kind of see what's going to happen there. Uh, and I, I want to see, I guess it'd either be play defense or play more flashy plays. Because what's nice about team um, LeBron's team is they all were doing the three-pointers or they were doing insane alley-oops and dunks and making a vast majority of them. But uh, Durant's team didn't really make as many of them. Uh, and they just kind of sometimes seemed off. And I guess that's kind of how the, it works. You don't play with all these guys all the time. But I think I think the I think yeah because I, I, I wanted to tie it back into the Pro Bowl. I, I don't think like you said moving it uh, the Pro Bowl forward in time as far as right before the right at the middle of the season or at the end of the season is going to improve anything. 
Uh, I, I just think the, the Pro Bowl is a little stuck in its ways just because of the way football is. It's going to be very hard to improve that. Um, but, I mean, like I said, well, on Friday, we predicted that Team LeBron would win. They actually ended up winning by three points in a large, uh, large part uh, due to Stephen Curry's gameplay. Um, those threes were fantastic to watch. Uh, I mean, I think it was, I think the all-star game itself was way more fun to watch than the skills challenge was. And we'll touch on that in a minute or why. Um, but I, I think I like, I like these, like the premise of the all-star and pro bowl games where all these guys come together and playing and the, um, they to kind of fool around a little bit, but I think it works better in the NBA simply because like I said, it's more offense than defense anyway. Um, and, and a lot of these guys are really good offensive players so they can make the flashy plays and it makes it really entertaining to watch for the full length of time. Yeah. It's kind of wild. I like the idea of maybe making the game more of a flag football game kind of thing. Right. Cause then it turns more offensive than defense. And then, and then it's just plays. fun and the, the helmets are off and it's like, it's just, you know, you don't have to tackle so you're not worried about getting injured. Right. So you can yeah, make you just more keep plays. It fun. Yeah. You just keep it fun and fast. So, you know, try to see like what that might look like. So I don't know. Who knows? Uh, they'll probably not fix it. Too many no. people watch it. Yeah. They're still fine. Unfortunately, in its current format that I don't see them. There's uh, no need really, to it for money. Yeah, Money's working right now. Really making a change there. So, uh, so Monday Night Football has announced that they are going to now have uh, at least one week out of the year. They're doing some experimenting. And so at least one week out of the next season, the 22-23 season, they're going to uh, have two games on Monday night. They'll have them kick off something like an hour apart. So there will be some amount of overlap between the games just to see how users respond and react. They'll put one on ABC, one on, uh, one on ESPN. What do you think about that? Uh, I remember they did that, I think it was either for the playoffs or right before the playoffs last season, where they gave both two games, and I liked it personally. Uh, I, obviously, you have to tr- figure out a way to change things up and uh, take a Sunday night, Sunday game away, or I think what they should do, well, actually, they can't because they have they got a new deal for Prime, but they'll probably end up taking uh, a game off Sunday, so there won't be as many games Sunday, which I guess is a little bit of an issue, but... I think doubling up Sunday or Monday could be fun if they just do it sparsely, maybe two or three times a year. Give us like that extra game, um, particularly if the Monday Night Football game is not the best to add another one on top of it. Um, but I have to imagine the the later game would be the more entertaining game. Um, I think they would probably um, schedule I think they like should overlap them like that. I don't think. I mean, I think they should run them one after the other. So they they usually do this like season kickoff. Right. Yeah. They'll yeah. run two Monday Night games, sort of back to back. Like yeah, I've seen that. Yeah, which that makes a lot of like, or or why playoffs, would you put? Uh, why would you compete with yourself in the prime time slot? That's like why that. I think That's you would thing probably I give the really understand. the worst game the first slot and then the better of the two games the second slot. But I think it's also I think that dilutes your Monday night brand. Like if you were doing viewership uh, of these games, if you do it too early, most of the people are still at work or coming home yeah. or eating dinner or whatever, and they're not going to be watching it as much. But that, that's one thing about uh, Monday Night Football the way it is now. It's, it's late enough. Everyone's back and doing their thing, so they're able to tune into it. If you do that earlier game, you're going to get a very small amount of people actually tuning into a game like that. Um, but, like, people that are, uh, I mean, for people that come off school or whatever, coming home, they can see that for kids and stuff. But uh, I think it's just going to be, like, one of those things where they're going to have to, if they're going to try to do something like this, I think they'll have enough of a result to keep doing it, but they're going to have to p- figure out, uh, a way to make sure that 
because it's also gonna be a problem if the game before is better than the game after or they're both really good and they're running simultaneously that's kind of impossible yeah unless they're gonna be doing something like you can watch abc and espn together and you can put them side by side and then you can watch both at the same time mega cast kind of thing well they do but they just run uh you could run run uh, on games uh red, red zone, zone. Yeah. Uh, they add red zone to monday night and then yeah. have them do both I just don't know if I like the idea of losing a Sunday game for a Monday night game, right? Because I think Thursday night games, those are Thursday night games, right? But Monday games are usually pretty decent, and they carry, and they're good enough that it's like, okay, let's round out the week with a good Monday night football game, and then get into the week, and then wait for Thursday, and then Sunday. I like a big slate of games, a solid, really large slate of games for Sunday, turn on Red Zone, and just watch them all, all the best plays and whatnot, and then have a couple games on Monday and Thursday, respectively. I like that. I like Monday night doubleheaders, like I said, for playoff games in particular and at the start of the regular season or maybe even preseason. Those are fine. But I don't like the idea of doing that continuously throughout every every week. I think it would just kind of end up being a little repetitive. And I think they're going to run into a lot of snags, like you were saying, where they're overlapping and you're going to run into games where you want to see both games uh, and you end up not, uh, unless his red zone is going to continue, you might not be able to see it. And then you're going to have an issue of, because, I mean, they're going to have to do some blackout restrictions, right? Because it's, it's no longer Monday night, only one game. See, everyone can see it. It's two games now. So there's also that complexity to it. So I, I think they're going to they're gonna have to experiment with it. They're going to see what the results are of it because uh, no one really knows at this point. But I, like I said, I think I think Sundays are best for football and Monday's a good time to just round that out see one last really good football game before you head back into the week. I don't think adding two is going to add much value to your NFL season. I don't think you're going to get more people to view in just because it's Monday. Uh, so I don't know. I feel like it's just kind of useless unless you do it at particularly strategic times, such as the playoffs. Cause I think that works. You double them up on Monday or Sunday or Saturday like that, like they did this season. But during the right of the season doesn't make a lot of sense to me. Okay. All right. I know you wanted to make a couple of points about the uh, the NBA skills challenge, right? Yeah. Did we get to do that yet? Not yet. All right. What you got for me? Yeah, I was watching it, I think, because they added a new, like, new uh, format to it. So it's they added, like, the rookies versus they used the Cavaliers, and then they used Team Giannis uh, as the uh, as the different, uh, the different teams for the first few challenges. And my problem with it is I think because it's so young, it, it, this I feel like it took them like it wasn't as much fun as it used to be. I feel like the 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 skills challenge, like I mentioned, I think the All Star game was better than the skills challenge, which is exact opposite of what I thought for the Pro Bowl, because I think with these these challenges like they weren't building up enough hype like they would get into tiebreakers and then it's like one shot and then one of the guys would get lucky and sink it down and then that would break the tiebreaker and that team would get eliminated and they go to the next round and then they would do that for like three or four rounds so someone was the winner and i feel like it wasn't it wasn't as good as i thought it would be because i liked the skills challenge for the nba i thought the nba package of the skill challenge the all-star games are usually pretty good um, but for the first little bit, like the new stuff that they added on top of the dunk contest and the three point contest definitely needs some work and things they need to work on because they got a lot of heat from social media and different people that were at the, at the stadium watching that first little bit. They just, it just didn't feel like it was a well-oiled machine. It seemed like all over the place and that needs to definitely be changed and fixed before, before that's going to really become something that will stick. The other point I wanted to make was I think the NBA dunk contest needs to be more like the three-point contest where 
you or maybe even like the catch contest for the uh, the Pro Bowl where you get one or two attempts to get the dunk in, not three or four attempts where players can miss and then they still get a really good score. I think they need to be able to get it done in one, which obviously isn't is easier said than done. But I think that would bring up the value and like the the hype factor of it because if they can get these dunks down in one that's way more entertaining than see him have to do multiple attempts to finally get it in. By the third attempt, you're like, I mean, was it really worth the nine points that they were, the judges were giving them? Uh, I thought that's probably why the, uh, there's a lot of backlash for the dunk contest is because of the over, over time. And then also how I think the dunk contest needs to be cycled in with a couple of new events. Like obviously they're trying to add some new events because right now it's been a little bit competitive with the, or uh, repetitive with the dunk contest and the three-point contest. They need to add something else, and that's why they tried that. They need to keep working on that to add an extra thing. But they need to do something other than the dunk contest because at this point, the the, the dunks just kind of seem repetitive. They they kind of just do the dump dunk over another guy or through the legs, windmill into the into the hoop, which can be fun if they can get it down to one shot, like I, like I said. But adding something else in there um, where they maybe like around the world or something, something that they have to do a bunch of different shots, but they're moving around a little bit more. I think that'd be more fun than the kind of the, the format that they have right now. But I think overall it was a, it was a decent all-star skills challenge thing. I think they're going to keep working on it. Cause right now it's just kind of something that they're still refining and getting through. But yeah, I just wanted to address that because I saw on social media, a lot of people like, why is the dunk contest so yeah. bad and blah, blah, blah. I didn't yeah. think it was terrible. I just think it needs to be fixed right on. All right. Cool. Thanks for hanging out. Yeah. It's been a good episode. Listeners, thanks for listening. If you haven't done so already, please tap on that subscribe button so that we know you're out there and so that you get the latest episodes as soon as they are available. All right. Until next time, see you talking. Talk soon. God bless. See you. See you.